Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I'm joined by the Dream Warrior himself, Josh. What up, Josh? Hey, welcome to primetime, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This one, uh, this is a real thing. So we're doing the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies for Halloween month. Very exciting shit. Uh, I'm going to have to do a lot of editing very fast. It's occurring to me, so I probably ought to get on that. Anyway, we're doing that. We're on the third one, which is highly regarded as the best one. The Dream Warriors. Yeah. This may be the first one I've so- I've seen from beginning to end because it was on UPN and they advertised the fuck out of it. And I was like, I'm going to watch it. No one needs to know. I'm going to watch it. And uh, that was my this is my introduction to this shit. And it fucked with me. What was your first experience like with this movie? Uh, I think they're all the same besides the first one is <laughs> I bought them. I bought it at Walmart when I was like 17 years old. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And I I remember liking this because I recognize so many people in it because it's got the girl from the first one. It's got Lawrence Fishburne. It's got Patricia Arquette. Like I knew a lot of the faces, which is nice. I feel like the rest of the movies would be better if it were like if they had kept that theme, but they it got lost because people left and wouldn't come back and shit like that. Yeah. Like Patricia Arquette's character is in the fourth one, but it's not played by her because she wouldn't come back to do it. Interesting. Yeah, she wanted to be a serious actor. Well, I mean, she had a career, so it's not like it was a bad move. She went back to horror for Stigmata, that piece of shit. (laughs) Hey, that was a a household staple in my house. We watched Stigmata a whole bunch. (laughs) Not a good movie. (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen it in my adult life, but I remember being like, it's about Jesus. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, we... uh, we're doing Dream Warriors. Um, I do want to say before we go too far, have you tried to find the fourth one, Josh? Yeah, it's not streaming. It's anywhere. not available. It's so All weird. of the other ones are available. <laughs> but you have to pay for the fourth one. Like, Every single one, including the remake and Freddy vs. Jason, is streaming on uh, HBO Max and, and I think Netflix as well. But, but yeah, four is nowhere to be found. So it sucks to be you. This is when the DVDs come in handy. So there's a mark for the DVDs, but we'll talk about I have my more. ways. I have my ways. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> torrents. I don't know. If, is, are torrents still a thing? Did we talk? About I won't this download before? it. I'll just stream it on a site that is not a, 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 a you know. Yeah. Not a appropriate site, but whatever. You.movies.x.hamster.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Moo. The one I, I think the last one I watched was M O V I dot E S <laughs> <laughs> slash pizza. <laughs> um, okay, so Dream Warriors starts with Patricia Arquette's character, paper macheing a uh, creepy ass house. Just doing and some sloppy paper mache. The, the, yeah, so, the sound of it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> they really grossed it up. They really did. Yeah, that was added. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And uh, so she gets like, she falls asleep. Her mom's a piece of shit, um, as most horror moms are. And what she so she falls asleep and she encounters all the kids, right? They're singing the one, two, Freddy's coming for you and all that. Yep. Yep. And uh, she goes into the house and it's pretty uh, it's pretty popping for the beginning of one of these movies, considering how all the other ones start. Yeah. Yeah. I think the intro for this is is I, I first I was worried because the paper mache scene goes on just a little too long. Yes. <laughs> to where I'm like, Jesus, where is this going? But then, yeah, then it pops off. So she follows a little girl into the house and chases the girl deeper and deeper into the house. And then it becomes pretty clear that Freddy's after her. Yep. There's a furnace involved because there always is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the details are a little fuzzy for me because I watched this part two days ago. But I do remember she ends up in quicksand. It's like sludge. Yeah. Yep. And she's I like, watched this a week ago, so it's a little easier. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, so she like there's a lot of running and she catches the kid and carries the kid around trying to get away from Freddy. She gets like caught in this muck and she's like trying to trudge through it and she eventually gets out before Freddy gets her and she ends up in a room with a bunch of hanging bodies and it's like, whoa, this is pretty grim. And then the body and the, the little kid in her arms is like a skeleton she's like put me down <laughs> she screams. i do i think the first reveal of freddy is shitty though it's like mid chase scene like she's running down a hallway and he pops up at the end of the hallway and starts running down after her. like it's not a close-in of his face he doesn't have like a one-liner or anything it's just so weird <laughs> like so out of place for like basically an opening credit scene yeah, there's like there's shadows like she's being chased by shadows of him silhouettes. But it's really like all the times where Freddy's actually on the screen are like the least effective horror in the movie, which is unlike the last movie, because the last movie when Freddy like crawls out of the guy's body and shit, that's where it really is like, holy shit, this is crazy. But in this one, it's just there's Freddy and he's here, you know? Yeah, there's a lot more Freddy like there's not a lot more. As in, like, the amount of times you see him, but when you do see him, he is around more, I feel. Mm-hmm. But he, I am shocked by we're at part three, and he is still kind of sparse as a character. Yeah, he, he only pops up once in a while. He is not a joke yet. They haven't yeah. reached the point where Freddy's a joke in this franchise. This is where his foul mouth really comes into play. <laughs> yes, it has begun. He says, he says fuck and bitch a lot in this movie. <laughs> and I'm yeah. here for it. I mean, yeah, this is where bitch comes in. I, I don't think he said bitch at all before this, but now it's like Jesse Pinkman. Like yeah. everything's bitch <laughs> in this one. <laughs> It'll make you happy, though. This movie is uh, written, co-written by Wes Craven. He came back to co-write this, but he wrote it with uh, the team that created The Blob, the your new favorite movie. Yeah. Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont, they wrote this, and I think Chuck Russell directed it. Okay. I didn't realize Wes Craven was back. Maybe that's why it is better than that's the last the story's one. a little better. But I mean, the writing is pretty solid story-wise on the blob, so I'm sure Frank Darabont, he's a big director. He did The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. Yeah, so it the, the overall the I think he directed value, the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they they brought in a heavy hitter for this one. Uh, but he uh yeah, the the plot is pretty good. She wakes up quote unquote and goes into the bathroom and the like <laughs> the handles for the sink grabber yeah they turn into like Fred, one of them has claws <laughs> yeah and it like slices her wrists and she turns around to have her mom see that her wrists are slit and that was gross like the heartbeat pumps and uh yeah that was that was gnarly wrist slashing it really fucks with me like i have a hard time with it yeah, it was so, so weird. He like set her up to get sent to a mental institution because like when her mom opens the door, it's, she's holding the razor and she cut her own wrist. Well, it is revealed later that these are the last of the Elm Street kids. So apparently they all lived on Elm Street where their parents did when they were. Yeah, when. Yeah. Yes. They, so. they kind of say that and move right along. <laughs> they right. don't spend a lot of time <laughs> in that territory. So, like, he just has a gathering of victims all in one place then, which is dumb for him because he could easily have killed them all without making them into dream warriors. But they turn into the dream warriors. Which, not that it doesn't make sense. It It is, it is made up to be a big deal that they will be able to control their dreams for no reason, really. Just because Nancy <laughs> says you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... So then it turns out that they have like phenomenal powers in their dreams, basically in this one scene that we get at the end of the movie. Right. And, but none of their powers do them any good whatsoever. <laughs> That's true. Like Freddie literally plays, plays it up for a minute and then fucking completely goes, ah, psych, this isn't doing anything to me. <laughs> He does that over and over the whole fucking movie. Like, what um, the fuck are Switchblades supposed to do against Freddy Krueger? That's not a superpower. Don't, don't give me. <laughs> we'll get to those Switchblades. I have a lot to say about that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so she goes to this mental institution, and uh, she has another dream. And in this dream, she's in the house again, 
but the walls like explode on her and i'm like whoa they had to get this, this in is one fucking take yeah this is the coolest scene in the movie i believe for a lot of different reasons uh yeah like lance said we're at a mental hospital not Lance. <laughs> My, like Miles. Miles yeah. <laughs> the host Sorry. of this program. <laughs> Let's try that again. Miles <laughs> said uh, they're in a mental institution. Nancy is now like a hotshot doctor there that's getting brought on to deal with these kids that are having such awful nightmares that they're harming themselves or being mentally ill or don't speak and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, our main character has a dream where she's in a room and the walls explode like a worm's going through it. And then Freddy busts out of the ground as a giant worm. And, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. starts eating her. Yeah, it's... Uh, did you see the Han Solo movie? Uh, I know what you're going to be talking about. You're talking about the space worm? <laughs> yeah, the big space worm in it. Like, they yeah. totally ripped <laughs> that off from this 80s movie. And this yeah. movie did it way better. Yeah. So Freddy's face is on the end of this worm, and it starts eating her. And she calls out to... Is the Nancy the girl from the first yeah. movie? She's the yeah, one she, from the first movie. Why she calls out to Nancy, who's to say? But she does. Because she, um, like, told her, like, I know, like, because uh, she has sung the, she sung the lullaby, and Nancy was like, where right. the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're and, remiss to not bring up the fact that Lawrence Fishburne is an orderly. Yes, he is. Yeah. And he doesn't get any dream action, surprisingly. Nope. But he's literally so, just an orderly. <laughs> But uh, yep. before we move on from the scene, I think the coolest part is Nancy gets drug in and uh, stabs Worm Freddy in the eye with a broken piece of mirror. And he spits out Patricia Arquette. And then when he looks up and he sees it's Nancy, he he's like, you. I thought that was such a cool scene. Like, yeah, that's the importance of legacy characters in a in a franchise like this. You need like it was such it was like if Michael Myers could talk when he saw Jamie Lee Curtis, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so cool. And he delivered the line so well. I was just like, oh, shit, this is a banger. This isn't like number two at all. <laughs> Here's the question, though. Didn't she die in the at the end of the first one? She got sucked into a dream and like that was that she's done. Uh, Well, the ending was like. Was is it like the ending was that the, she was still in the dream? Yeah, yeah. So they how the fuck did that bitch car. make it out of there? Mm. I guess so. I guess that's I think all they were just kind of like uh, redconning the ending because that's not the ending that Wes Craven wanted originally. Anyways, the studio made him do that ending. He wanted Freddy to be done. Like he didn't expect this to be a franchise. He didn't want it to be a franchise. He thought it was a concept that needed to be one and done. But then they got him back on for the sequels twice. <laughs> he thought that Shocker was going to replace Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that's oof, that's a movie we should do on your show. That's what we should do for the finale of your October is we should do Shocker. No. 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 <laughs> How dare you, sir? You put some respect on my show's name. <laughs> yeah, that show's that movie's wild. He's <laughs> um, a piece of shit. <laughs> Wes Craven doesn't understand electricity or television. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they uh, she they wake up and uh, Nancy's got a cut on her hand. So she knows it's real. And the other girl is has known it was real the whole time. They do a good job making everybody look sleepy in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's pretty strung out and tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they introduce Hypnosil. Hypnosil yeah. is how Nancy's still alive because she's yeah. taken anti-dream medicine. And that comes back in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, it took forever. I hope it's yeah, in I'll, some of the him, other ones. But Him turning into a worm also comes back in Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> the worm is way funnier in Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so The graphics are so bad. Yes, they are. But the practical on this worm was good. They do have CGI in this movie, which is really crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. No, like there's definitely some green screen action. Didn't know that was really a thing back then, but apparently it is. Yeah. They like have how like... long must that have taken? Like they were busting these out every like 18 months. Like how, how were they getting the effects done that fast? I mean, some of it's like stop motion, which is a little different, but like there's, that takes yeah, fucking there's some years too though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you can have a whole team working on that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the effects are just so good in this. So 
Um, then we get introduced to our cavalcade of dream warriors and there's lots of, uh, lots of cool little characters. None of them are particularly important. We have the token black guy. Who's a big, strong man. Um, very angry. <laughs> he's very angry. Very person. aggressive person. He calls Freddie a pussy at one point, and I was on the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, like me, if you don't sleep so good, you get a little cranky. Yeah. So he was cranky. And uh, we have a kid who's a mute, but not only is he a mute, he can't make any sounds with his mouth, which every time is so funny because even mutes can go. Ah, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely silent. No sounds come out of him. And uh, that comes into play pretty much in the next scene where one of the kids gets marionetted. And this is what fucked with me when I was a kid. Yeah, it's very graphic. Oh, it's so crazy. Freddy turns into a marionette and it's claymation and it's awesome. And uh, he slices this kid's wrists and his feet. And he, he like marionettes him with his veins, walks through the hospital and basically throws him off a high clock tower. And it's wild. Yeah, definitely. Freddy, Freddy's like silhouetted in the sky, like r- using his glove like a marionette tool. And then he slices it in <laughs> the like the strings got sliced. The kid falls off the balcony. It was, so it was uh, it was just, and he's like creepily walking down the hallway because it keeps cutting between him and his dream and him in reality. And he's still walking like he's being puppeteered, but there's like there's nothing there. Dude, yeah. This scene was definitely the best scene in the movie. It's a shame it's so early in the movie. The rest of the movie's still good. Like this is this one's a banger, but this was definitely the most unique kill in the movie and the scariest for sure. Claymation's Freddy scared me for a second because he grew claws on his hand like he did in the second one and this is the first like close-up you're getting of what freddy might look like and i was like oh no is this another movie without the glove i thought that was just the second one but then when you see freddy he does have his glove they uh they do a pretty pretty good job making the marionette look like him for sure and he uh he's starting to look like the freddy we know and love yeah like really truly this is where he's coming in is he missing a nose on your dream warrior shirt though uh, the girl's face. Is, I think it's meant to look like that, but that's the girl's hair. Yeah, I'm rocking a uh, Dream gotcha. Warriors t-shirt right now, baby. None of the people on it are in this movie. <laughs> this is just a normal girl. This slightly resembles the punk girl. This slightly uh, resembles the tough black guy. This guy is not in the movie whatsoever. No. <laughs> a man in a polo with a mace? That doesn't happen once. <laughs> This movie is definitely deeply influenced by D&D, though. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like, everything about it is like, we are all classes of characters, and we are here to rumble. Wait, my, what might give that away is when one of them literally turns into a wizard <laughs> and starts screaming, <laughs> I'm a wizard! <laughs> what do they call him, the wizard master? Instead yeah. of the dungeon master? <laughs> they could have just called him the dungeon master. Like, what the fuck? I guess the... Uh, copyrights were a little more stringent back then but um yeah he uh they the kid gets thrown off the roof and the mute kid was his roommate so he grabs a lunch tray and he's banging on all the doors so all of the like inmates get to see the patients i guess get to see him fall off the roof so they're all like we know what's up right now what happens after that um there's like a funeral uh no, there's not a funeral till the and then the next girl dies. That's right. And yeah, the ne- like the whole day is spent like panicking and being like, this couldn't be dream related. There's an evil doctor lady who doesn't believe your dreams are real. They're just your own guilt weighing you down and shit. <laughs> you know, and, like uh, a real person. <laughs> she won't. Uh, she won't let them have no hypnosil. And. uh then yeah, the ne- the next night, this girl's watching TV because she's too shaken up to sleep. And, uh, she wanted to be an actress. And it's, just, it's the best line in the entire franchise <laughs> because the TV goes all weird. So she goes up to look at it, and robotic arms, which I always love. There's a lot of fake arms of Freddy in these movies, and one always incorporates the claw. 
These robot hands made of just wires and steel come shooting out of the sides, and one has a Freddy glove on. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Freddy's head comes out of the top of the TV with antennas on it. <laughs> And, and goes, welcome to primetime, bitch. And then jams her head in the TV. And she's suspended like six feet in the fucking air. Like, there's no way she did this shit to herself. Yeah, they walk in and she's hanging a TV mounted up on top of the wall, like in the corner, seven feet off the ground. Her head is in it and her body's dangling out of it. And they're like, must have been a suicide. Yeah. <laughs> there's no stool. Like, what would she standing on? Lawrence Fishburne's handing these kids cigarettes and lighters and shit. These <laughs> mental patients have cigarettes and lighters. These underage <laughs> mental patients. She literally lit a cigarette and used it to burn her arm to keep her awake. And she still got prime timed. Like, it's, it was so... Oh, my God. Lawrence Fishburne is not a bad orderly as far as real humans go. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, fuck. But he is giving these kids lighters. Uh, he is credited as Larry Fishburne in this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, uh, it made me so happy when I realized it was him. But yep. uh, he doesn't really play a huge role in this movie at all. No, he should have gotten got or reluctantly joined their fucking Dream Warrior team. Yeah, because he's a cool character. He's just not yeah. important. He like he's in charge of picking up the kid in a wheelchair and tucking him into bed. Meanwhile, real life Lawrence Fishburne's probably like, "This is some bullshit. I know this kid can walk. I, this actor, I have to pick him up and put him in a bed. Like bullshit." Yeah. Well, he's he's also much better than the only other orderly we see, which is a man trying to sexually assault a seventeen-year-old girl. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's like, you want to do some heroin and some meth? And she's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, so one girl's like a punk drug addict girl. And uh, we have a kid who's a total nerd in a wheelchair who really enjoys playing D&D. And he plays D&D with everybody at one point. Uh, we have the mute. We have the big strong man. We have our lead girl. Uh, prime time's gone. Uh, the kid with very little, little part in this at all, who has no character development. He's gone. We have a horny doctor who wants to get in Nancy's pants. Even though he's will... clearly 10 to 15 years older than her. That's exactly who would want to get into her pants. Yeah. So, and he's so desperate to do it. He wants to give experimental drugs to kids. <laughs> so, She's supposed to be like 22. This man is clearly 39 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought he was Bill Maher at first, but he is not. He does look like Bill Maher. <laughs> So he and Nancy go out to dinner after these two suicides and she's like, they need hypnosil. And he's like, okay, if it gets me a step closer to being inside those, yep, those pants I'm in, let's make it happen. And, uh, so he gives them hypnosil and yeah. is it clear that our main character can suck people into dreams at this point? Yeah. She already sucked Nancy and who, and Nancy immediately went, have you ever done that before? And she's like, dude, what? <laughs> she's like pull someone into your dreams and she goes yeah i did with my dad once <laughs> that never comes up again <laughs> like, <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any follow-up questions to that so, yeah the the plot is at breakneck speed <laughs> there's a lot of exposition in this movie um so there's a funeral for the girl who got prime timed and the horny doctor man he sees a nun dressed in all white have you ever seen a nun in real life dressed in all white? No, I don't know that I've ever actually seen a nun in real life. <laughs> oh, really? They're out there. There's a couple of them, one or two. Yeah, I've seen priests. I've never seen any nuns because I don't know. I don't know why. I don't hang around around a lot of Catholic churches, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't let them outside, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those calendars, nuns having fun? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole series of calendars of them like playing basketball and shit. Like nuns having fun. Eating ice cream. Like <laughs> they're people too, Catholics, can't you tell? That's awesome. <laughs> nuns having fun. So this nun has no fun. She's no. just like, gotta lay Freddy Krueger to bed. And he's like, What? And she's like, Bye. And she's just gone. And uh so she comes back into play later. Um, yeah, for a very, very haunting monologue. <laughs> yeah, she's the best actress in the movie. She's yeah. fucking amazing. So um, 
what happens from there? They do the hypnosil and everybody like goes under group hypnosis. Well, they're trying to get the kids hypnosil. And then they're but while they're waiting, they decide to like, yeah, try to all fall asleep at the same time while sitting up. <laughs> yeah, they like hypnotize themselves to fall asleep so that they can try to harness their dream powers. <laughs> Like, this right. is just a theory. Like, Nancy, you never did anything in your dream except for grab Freddy and pull him into the real world. You, then you beat the shit out of him. Why don't just do that again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't do that. And the doctor who puts everyone to sleep, apparently he gets sleepy, too, and he just falls asleep. And they're all in a room together. And uh, the mute kid, he goes and finds his dream nurse who lays him down in bed and gets naked. And then her tongue shoots out and wraps him up and drops him into hell, essentially. And that seems pretty off-putting. We're just going to skip over this this topless woman? This isn't high on horror. It was glorious. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you slip into your character for a moment. Okay, well, uh, they are big fakers, but they are pretty decent. She's in good, good, good shape. Like, holy mackerel, there's no way this girl passed nursing school. Um <laughs> <laughs> so dumb <laughs> and that's the boob report there it is hell yeah if you don't know what that is you're not listening to high on horror go check it out it stars both of us and our boy chris yep and i, I play a character who's very horny on that show all the time and it's glorious and so yeah much fun. he plays a character folks it's a character yep. i'm not really a horny monster <laughs> I don't really look up boobs all the time. I'm not a 30-year-old <laughs> man. <laughs> yep. So, boobs, fit girl, tongue. The tongues that shoot yeah. out of her mouth are so creepy. They're like leeches. They just wrap around his arm. and oof. Yeah, she shoots numerous tongues out, tying up each one of his limbs. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and I thought that was curtains for him, but it's not. He, he gets... You know. Yeah, fucking the bed falls through the floor and opens to a portal to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Where he presumably dangles for quite some time. And everybody wakes up and uh, the kid is in a coma. So <laughs> rightfully so, the head doctor of the hospital and that mean nurse or the mean doctor lady and like all the corporate people are like, Fuck you guys. This kid's in a coma. We got two suicides under your belt. You're done. <laughs> that girl headbutted that TV. <laughs> <laughs> that girl headbutted it herself to death. <laughs> like, come on now. So that's a clearly their fault. And uh, they get fired. So that's that's it for the teachers. And I guess not to teach us the doctors. And um, I guess it's at this point that the horny doctor man encounters the the nun again or is some other shit happen yeah i think it's this point yeah he like follows into an abandoned section of the hospital that's been closed down since like the 60s or something right and the nurse tells or the yeah, the nun tells him a story about it closed because a nurse got trapped in here during like the holiday weekend <laughs> And there was and a she, ton of inmates in there. Yeah, like the craziest of the crazy section. And somehow they all got out of their cells and just brutally raped her all weekend long. Which was hundreds. like, this is that heavy. <laughs> right? And she said hundreds of times she got raped. So it's like, Jesus. Spoiler and alert, turned, the big twist is that she's the girl who got raped. Well, yeah, she... she well. <laughs> We should tell this why that's important is because it's revealed that that woman who got raped was Freddy Krueger's mom. So Freddy Krueger is this is like the best line in horror movie history is the bastard child of a hundred maniacs. I was like, Jesus Christ. No wonder he's so evil. <laughs> and I feel like that's how he got his superpowers. Like, being that like so much hate and evil went into his creation he was just born to be bad and but the shittiest thing is in this canonical series they change that origin i think two more times they do oh that's bullshit 
Because Alice Cooper plays his dad at, in the beginning of one of them. Damn it. Like a flashback Fuck to when he was a little kid. And then I think another one shows him getting like possessed by demons as he's getting burned alive. <laughs> That's pretty intense. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this movie, I feel like, has a pretty solid backstory for him. And uh, yeah, so she basically says you need to give him a proper burial or he'll do this forever. Yeah, got to bury him on holy ground. He's like, where the fuck is the body? Who would even know? And she's like, I know who would know my daddy. Yeah. And uh, they bring back character number two from the first movie. Her dad. I was pretty happy to see him. He's. Yeah. Why am I blanking on his name? I know his fucking name. Because he's in mm. other stuff, too. He was in fucking Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. He was? Jesus. Yeah, John Saxton. That's his name. Yeah, John Saxton. Yeah, he was in a couple of Bruce Lee movies. Him and Bruce Lee were like friends. Interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. He uh, He's fallen into his cups a little bit. He's hit the bottom of the bottle. And apparently they are estranged because he was like, I don't know what exactly happened, but he realized like, I think his, it was when his wife died because Freddie killed his wife. Yeah. Even though they were divorced, he went off the rails, but he's still always in uniform, even though he's just sitting there boozing it up. (laughs) Yeah. Full police jumpsuit, fucking drunk as a skunk (laughs) gun. But, like, presumably he lost his job because he can't hold his life together. But he's still always in police uniform. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Horny Doctor basically grabs him and is like, we are going to go and find Freddy. You know where he is. And Nancy's like, I'm going to go and save the kids. So the party splits. <laughs> Nancy gets back to the hospital and she runs into Larry Fishburne. And he's and she's like, <laughs> please just let me see the kids. And he goes, I can't do it. He's like, and I wouldn't even if I want, like, I wouldn't even if I could. And it's like, God damn, Larry, you cold as ass. <laughs> yep, he uh, he wasn't having it, you know, like any real person. <laughs> if you don't buy into the lore that these crazy kids have unified dreams, that's how an orderly would respond to that. That's true. It's also, he's, you don't need it added, though. He's just doing his job. But... He gives in. <laughs> he lets her go see the kids. Yeah, he he won't let her see. He won't let her see Patricia Arquette because she's been put into solitary. Um, but the other kid, she, she he does let her go say goodbye to the, all the other kids in the room where the TV girl killed herself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's basically like, "Suit up, we're going in. Avengers assemble." Yeah. Everybody just fall asleep right now somehow. <laughs> and they do. It was that easy. Yep. She's like, I'm going to count down from three, just like earlier. Three, two, one, sleepy time. And they all fall asleep and they get pulled into Patricia Arquette's solitary room. And she's like, how did you guys find me? Bitch, you're the only reason anyone could have found you. You pulled them yeah. all in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And uh, it doesn't make any sense rides through the rest of the movie from here uh, so uh freddy starts clawing his way into the room and that's another one they had to have done it in one like they had one shot at making these walls explode with claws and stuff i want to watch the extras so i know how they did that shit because it was awesome i was so close to the people like they had to have been using something sharp because they're cutting through this stuff like clearly like, but they're right next to people at numerous times where I'm like, oh shit, like they really had to dive out of the way. <laughs> There's one scene where the black guy comes out behind him and he's like, ah, like he was completely <laughs> by it. I'm like, bro, come on, you're supposed to be scared. He was like, I ain't no bitch. So, <laughs> uh, so I hope that wasn't racist. That's just how he talks. Uh, so he, uh, they, they get out and get split up like everyone just gets split up completely and they have to find their way back to each other the patricia arquette stares at a pig roast for a really long time for no reason and then it goes (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of running going on um heroin addict girl is dressed up like an mtv music video 
and she looks awesome. She has a giant mohawk. (laughs) (laughs) So many sparkles and leather. Yeah, all leather. And she's got two switchblades because she wants to be beautiful and dangerous. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. You ever see Inception? Tom Hardy is like the guy gets out a machine gun and Tom Hardy's like, you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. And he pulls out a fucking grenade launcher. Meanwhile, this bitch is standing there with two switchblades. Like, come on. If you could imagine any weapon like a fucking Gatling gun or something, that would have yeah. made short work of him. True. Switchblades. Anti-Freddy so Krueger spray. Yeah. <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> they get into stabby time. They start stabbing each other. And when she has the upper hand, he goes, wait, why are we fighting? And she is like, you know, that's a good point. Why are we fighting? Like, <laughs> hesitates. And his hands turn into syringes and he just stabs her and shoots her up with drugs and kills her. Her that track way. marks turn into little mouths on her arms and her like yeah. in their lips. That part is pretty crazy. Like the prosthetics in this oh man so like this movie was the, the height of horror movies and they put like a marvel budget into it of like equivalent of the 80s yeah we need this back man we need it back yeah it'll never cgi will never be as good ever no. like certain things just i i don't want a fucking cartoon version of a wall exploding i want a real fucking wall to explode <laughs> Yeah, expensive but worth it. Like, ah, so frustrating. We have the Conjuring movies instead, which are basically the Avengers at this point. So it's, it's, we need better. Yeah. Hollywood, do better. It's not like so, CGI is cheap. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's easier but not cheaper. So they, uh, yep, they all are split up. Everybody's using their powers. Heroin addict girl is the first one down. Wheelchair boy, he stands up and he becomes the dungeon master, the wizard master. And he's shooting (laughs) spells at Freddy and it seems like it's working. And then Freddy's like, nope, didn't work. And he just stabs him. And that's the end of this character. He just stabs him. Like, yeah, I don't. uh, That's why I don't get why it's made such a big deal. Like, it's called Dream Warriors. It's like, oh, Freddy might have met his match this time. But no, they like. For some reason, their magic is not as good as fucking Freddy's magic. It doesn't make any sense. It's explained that he's sucking up the souls of everybody he kills, which is making him more powerful. It's over 9,000! He always has to level up a little bit. He can never kill the first person. (laughs) Like, it's always too weak to do it at that point. Yeah, so he, uh, they eventually all convene. Black guy busts through a wall like the Kool-Aid man for no reason. They uh, they go to a furnace and they see that the mute kid is strapped over the gates of hell and he is screaming silently. Can't help but laugh at that. Pretty <laughs> fucking funny. And uh, so they do all that. Um, then they have a rumble in the jungle with fucking Freddy Krueger. Our Patricia Arquette turns out she took some Bruce Lee lessons. She's doing backflips and kicking him in the face and shit. Yeah, her superpower is she knows gymnastics. That's the thing she wants the most in the world. You can literally have Superman's powers. Instead, and she does backflips and kicking You punches. traded that for front handsprings. <laughs> no sense. Uh, and Freddy gets pretty hip to her game and just like throws her aside. Big strong man comes and he big strong mans him and Freddy just grabs him by the neck and picks him up. And is like, I won't stab you. Don't worry. Like, why didn't he just like gut him right there? But he didn't. Instead, he tries to rip his shirt open and be like, look at all the faces on my torso. Freddie does surprisingly just stab a lot of people in this movie, though. Yeah. Like everyone is like, his kills are so creative. Not towards the end of this movie at all. He's just stabbing people. Uh, At the same time, fucking creepy doctor guy and police dad are fucking in a junkyard where they hid Freddy's fucking corpse in the trunk of a Cadillac. <laughs> so they go to they, they the, the uh, creepy doctor had stopped by a church and stolen a crucifix and holy water. He filled a booze bottle with holy water <laughs> and stole Turns a crucifix out. off the wall. And the, the fucking priest is like, hey, what are you doing? You're stealing our shit. He's like, I'll bring it back. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Here's $20. Like, He said, keep here, keep my license. 
I'll come back for. So, yeah, they uh, they get the body out of the trunk of a Cadillac in a junkyard for no reason. Yeah. And uh, they go to throw it in, bury it. And uh, the skeleton of Freddy Krueger jumps up like army of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> fucking impales the dad on a machete sticking out of the back of a car. <laughs> yeah, this giant piece of metal just busting through his chest. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, and then, uh, uh, fucking <laughs> creepy doctor gets the shit kicked out of him and gets stabbed. And then Freddy starts to bury him alive a little bit and then just stops and goes back to what he was doing. <laughs> he throws like three shovels full of dirt on him and just goes eh, and walks off. <laughs> he just like falls down and is a corpse again. Like totally this this fucking horcrux just gave up after a while. So uh, creepy, uh, horny doctor man is uh, unconscious in a half buried grave. He's fine. Meanwhile, the group is fighting Freddy and uh, Nancy sacrifices herself. Basically, unintentionally, she gets stabbed by Freddy and it's like, oh, no, our lead character from the first movie might actually die right now. And she stabs him back with his own glove. And it seems to really fuck Freddy up and horny doctor then throws uh holy water on freddy's real life body and buries him and says a little prayer and freddy just turns into a ball of light and it's that's amazing for the 80s amazing yeah every like splash of water holy water that got on his corpse like busted a beam of light out of his body (laughs) but then he just starts spinning in circles (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's a common thing in 80s movies when people dissolve into light. (laughs) But then Nancy does die. Against all odds, we lose our main character from the first movie. And uh, yeah, so then there's a funeral. Everybody's sad. And they see that Freddy Krueger's mom is Amanda Krueger. And her, her gravestone happens to be right next to where they are. Um that's pretty much the end of the movie right oh i literally uh, thought that's i swore in my memory this whole time the last line of this movie was him yelling he was she was freddy krueger's mother (laughs) cut to black and he does say that he doesn't yell it though he just says it and but then it cuts to him sleeping at his house with the paper mache fucking house on his bedstand a little light comes on yeah, and he fixes it, it up. He he renovates that shit. He <laughs> property brothers it. And uh, then a little light comes on inside the house. And my lady friend called it. She's like, the light's going to come on in there. Boom, light came on. She's like, nah, this fucking movie. But we both and then were we like, hear the music. <laughs> the best hair metal theme to any movie. Dream warriors. Don't want to dream no more. I'm going to play it at the end of this episode. It's amazing. I'm trying to remember who sings it. I know the band. It's like rat or some shit. Like, like it is. It is. It's right in that neighborhood. (laughs) Yep. And uh, yeah, so that was awesome. That's the movie. I had that song on my first MP3 player, which was Phillips brand. It's Dokken. Dokken. Yes. (laughs) Dokken. Yeah, Yeah, that was the only Dawkins song I had on my Philips MP3 player back in the day. (laughs) The big competitor. Zune wasn't even a thing yet. And uh, what was nice about that was you could put anything on except iTunes. Like nobody cared. Like iTunes was expensive. So you would just illegally download and throw them on the Philips. And uh, they don't don't make those no more. Yeah. yeah, And that was uh, that's the Dream Warriors thoughts. Uh, I really liked it. I thought there was a lot of impressive shit in this movie. Like, two is such a downgrade from one. This was a nice pick-me-back-up. The only depressing part is I know it's false hope, because I know it goes back downhill. <laughs> <laughs> but apparent Robert England says four is his favorite, so I'm having I'm having hope that that one's good. Uh, me too. I, I haven't seen... Like, this is where my memory of this series ends. Yeah, I know I've seen Wes Craven's new nightmare and I was not impressed, but that's like the only other one I've seen. And I don't remember anything about it except that it's meta as fuck. Yeah. I remember liking new nightmare, but I haven't seen it since I was like 13, maybe younger. So 
like my memory could be off. I know. I just know Freddy mm-hmm. looks cool, and there's some terrifying shit in that movie. Was this movie scary? Uh, I don't find any of these movies scary. The first one was scary. I was impressed with how scary the first one was. Yeah, I, there's always two. Even from the first one, they, they they try to say these movies get goofy, but they start goofy. Like Freddy running down the street with his long arms. That looks goofy as fuck. I actually I talked to a friend of mine who's in his 50s and he was like in the day. That was the scariest shit ever. I know it's f- silly now, but back in the day, we had no idea how they did that. Like it was amazing accordion arms like imagine (laughs) if you get that shit in real life and like i can't argue that point like yeah it would be scary in real life to have that coming at you but he cuts his own fingers off for no reason yeah (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird in that one scene where his his torso is not burnt but the rest of his body is yeah (laughs) he rips his shirt open just to cut himself and his torso is completely normal there is a point where the kid in a coma, he writes, uh, come get him, bitch, on the body. That was also pretty <laughs> Yeah, cool. he like carves it into his chest. Yeah. So, again, don't know how they did it. It was pretty cool. So, but I didn't find this movie scary except for the scenes where he was chasing people through the House of Horrors. Those parts were pretty scary. Yeah, it just it's one of those things where they're just like such short little segments, usually, of Freddy. Like, he just pops up, kills them, and leaves. Here's the thing, though. I think back on Friday the 13th, the very, very, very few of those are scary in any way. Yeah. This one had some scary moments in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an effective horror movie. I just, yeah, it didn't make me jump at all. No, well, I mean, you know, it's an effective horror movie. It's basically like I'm not scared of Freddy Krueger, but at the same time, I was never scared of Jason. So I'm kind of starting to see the argument that this is a better series. Starting to see it. Yeah, see, the difference is, like, if I watch Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, or, uh, I mean, Halloween or Friday the 13th, probably less with Friday the 13th, but still definitely with Halloween. Like, I'll be creeped out if I have to, like, walk across a dark parking lot or whatever. (laughs) That's true. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing, like, when you see Jaws and then you're scared to be in any type of water. (laughs) Like, yeah, I've never... I've never had that with Freddy Krueger. Like I've never, never he's thought a, your such a pop icon that like, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't buy, he was everywhere. Motherfucker damn near had his own cereal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, you know what we didn't mention in the last episode? Will Smith made a song. Now we mentioned, I mentioned it. Yet. I think it might've been the first thing I mentioned in the first episode. <laughs> well, we never really talked about the fact that cultural icon Will Smith had a silly ass song about this these movies yeah i think um, it was supposed to be in the fourth one because uh i think the date lines up there yeah he him fresh prince and dj jazzy jeff made a song called nightmare on my street <laughs> and it's an awesome song and it's set to the friday the, or the nightmare on elm street theme but they just didn't use it it's not on the soundtrack it was just released on their own album <laughs> Fucking Dream Warriors got Dude, that shit I've been, stuck in my head. I've been singing fucking Nightmare on my street for like the last two days. It's just been in my head. I've been singing Dream Warriors. I like <laughs> I had that song on my MP3 player, so I listened to that shit over and over. Didn't have a lot of music back then, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Dream Warriors drop those songs in this bad boy. <laughs> oh, we're closing on Dream Warriors for sure. Yeah. I don't care about YouTube. I'm getting those listens. Spotify ain't going to silence my shit because there's music in it. Get out of here with that. Just use a small chunk. No, I'm going to use the big chunk. I'm using all of it. I've done entire episodes where I played an entire album. Like, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, What do you think? Keep it or dump it? Oh, yeah. Definitely keep this one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. You got stuff. Yeah, gotsta. So, Josh, you do a show called Four Nerds by Nerds. Let's hear yep. about that one first. Uh, it's October, so I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, the Halloween spooktacular, as we call it every year. Last year, I didn't get to do as much because life was just super busy, but now I got a little more time on my hands to uh, make it like it was the first year. So, there's going to be tons of episodes. 
as just like Miles has done on Halloween's past on this show, I'm going to probably put out like 20 episodes that month. Yeah, the the disc dump has become much less frequent. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh I enjoy it. I, I'm sure I'll be on at least an episode of that. I'm pretty yeah, excited we'll to, about we'll that. Yeah, we'll have to pick a movie. To, I'm doing a lot more reviews cuz it's hard to do my current setup. It's hard to do over the internet commentary tracks. So Yeah. We'll we'll see. I'm hoping to be up in New Hampshire for this uh this Halloween stuff. So, we'll hopefully we'll get some in-persons again. Yeah, and uh, maybe we can convince fucking chris to come on one have a high on horror on the the four nerds by nerds channel that'd be dope um if we can convince him to do one of these that would be fucking awesome too <laughs> so yeah uh we also do high on horror which is our show that we just talk about horror movies this is essentially that without chris so it's pretty awesome there's lots of silly little games not games what what would you call it like segments yeah segments yeah, so yeah. we have a, two patron saints at this point. We have like a pantheon going of our most favorite horror movie characters. We got Kakoa Shaw from Malignant. He's our, our main deity. And uh, now we just introduced a new one. It's been probably about a month since you've heard that. Maybe it's in the early October where we have adopted Charlotte from a Korean horror movie that I can never remember how to pronounce it correctly. So I'm not going to try. Yeah. I did it. I tried something like that. <laughs> yep. We also uh, we get we found and discovered our Lord and Savior Beegis or Bee Jesus, if you will, from the happening episode. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Our pantheon grows. Um. What's Charlotte? Jep Squad. Jep Squad for life. <laughs> Zep Squad. Yeah. Zep Squad. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, check us out. We do a lot of fun movies. If you even if you don't like horror movies, but you're interested in the genre, we really cover the gambit. We do like we did a evil bong episode on 420. Like we we got the whole thing going. So check out High on Horror. It's worth the listen. It's by far way more popular than this show. And uh, I feel like it might be collaboratively our it's my proudest work is high on horror because like we are getting a lot of steam on that. People seem to really respond to it. So check it out. It's a good time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Miles is selling it. <laughs> yeah. This is a good time. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hell yeah. Josh, do you have anything you want to recommend to the audience? Oh, I recommend. Yeah. It's Halloween time. So, uh, pick out a good costume. I'm thinking about being Frankenstein this year. I recommend putting some effort into your costume. It doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. You can go to Goodwill and buy shit. Like, just be something creative. Go, go for it. Be whatever you want to be. So, lots of times I put off what being what I want to be. I think I'm going to be Frankenstein. I have a nondescript evil person. Nondescript evil person. I call <laughs> it. A, I got a super cool mask that I already have, and then I just got one that's like on its way in the mail. It's a clown mask. But you can grab the skin off of it and rip it off, and you're like, "Oh our yeah, skin it's on face. magnets." Yeah, it's yeah, it looks cool as shit. So I'm not sure which I'll land on. I used to work at Spirit Halloween, so I've seen those fuckers in person, and they're dope. <laughs> Hell yeah! So yeah, check those out. Uh, I'm gonna be debuting my super creepy costumes on TikTok. Hopefully, I'll make it worth the too much money I've spent on them. So yeah, I'm very excited. Hell yeah! I think. I'm going to be Frankenstein for work and for uh, Tammy's having a Halloween party. Um, but I think I'll still dress up as whatever, because me and the kids like to all dress up together. So I have to figure oh, nice. out our family costume. We were Ghostbusters one year. I built an Ecto-1. It was awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. I pushed him around and shit. I'm usually tied to a female around this time. And while I do have a female in my life, I refused to do a couple's one because i want to just be something i want to do what i i don't need to be a conjunction of something like i don't need to be rocket raccoon you know <laughs> i don't want to be the joker to a harley quinn again in that situation <laughs> as a matter of fact my ex was groot in that situation oh god she, she took a brown dress and glued bark to it and it looked terrible <laughs> terrible so well she's a terrible um, person she's not the you know, well at the time, she sure was. So, anyway, she married now. What up, Emily? Uh, what? So. 
It's only been yeah. a year. <laughs> no, no, different, different ex, different ex. Long oh, ago, okay. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. you, you can see why I was saying she was a terrible person. I thought we were talking about the last one. <laughs> yeah, they all had their moments. My picker is not perfect, folks. Go figure. <laughs> all right, let's end this shit. Thanks for listening. Tootaloo. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Disc Dump Podcast. I want to thank the Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity. You can find it on YouTube or wherever you get your music. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Remember, it's disc with a C.